scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, is Aaron Tweet. Welcome, Aaron. Hey, howdy-do, neighbor. And we got uh, Jacob decided to grace us with his presence for uh, week two in a row. Yep. Uh, if you make it next week, that's a streak. I'm not making it next week. Not making it next week. Ooh. Maybe a little bit foreshadowing for our listeners. Maybe. Well, 4th of July week. Everybody got all their digits still? Do anything fun? No. No? We had the entire family over to our house, so that was pretty hectic. All 13 nieces and nephews running around. Had the kiddie pool out. Had a jump house. We did walking tacos because I wasn't going to be at the grill grilling for like four hours straight. So it was fun. I mean, it was fun for the kids. Let's put it that way. Um, I think I lost like 10 pounds, though. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. You lost 10 pounds by eating walking tacos. What do you put in your walking tacos? Um, Pretty much everything. But then just being outside in the sun just sweating it out, you know. Did you get to enjoy your internet from your deck at all? A little bit. Like we just had like country July Fourth music. Mm. That's nice when you've got internet and a deck. It's nice when you have both. Yes. Yeah. We sounds, uh, sounds terrible. Way too many kids there, Jacob. You have to. When are you having kids, Tweet? We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know, Jacob, if you know how things work, but like, tweet. Actually, I don't know have you kids. He's a male. Oh well, tweet. I don't know if you know how things work. So if you never need any tips on like how to have, well, a kid, I, I've I know. Kids, so I, I know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's just talk- whether I want to give up my freedoms. So we talked about it last year, but I want to bring it up again. Uh, there is nothing more freeing than two children running into the street and you have to catch them before they get there. Okay? <laughs> you know what? I was talking actually to a coworker about this 
it's like everybody's always like, you know, when are you going to have kids? So, like, kids are great. Awesome. And then as soon as you have kids, they're like, ha-ha, sucks to be you. Kids are awful. <laughs> I honestly feel like that's how, how it goes, and it's uh, kind of funny. But we talked about this last year, and I just want to bring it up because we've got some new listeners, and I, w- I want to uh, have them jog their their uh, you know brains here at the beginning. Fourth of July or Halloween candy. You've got dress. We I know we've been over it. I'm just talking to the new people who are listening. We got a lot of new got a lot of new people. So you've got you've got Halloween end of October. We're here in Iowa. It's nice and cold. Sometimes it's snowing. You got to dress your kids up. You got to walk door to door. But you get like your Snickers and your Reeses and all those things. Fourth of July, hot. But you sit somewhere and people throw candy at you. But it's not the good stuff. You get your Tootsie Rolls, your Fruities, pretty much anything that won't melt. But every once in a while, you might get an Icy Pop. Hopefully, they haven't, they haven't uh, melted yet. Which do you prefer, Jacob? Halloween is the best holiday. It has the best candy. It's, it's hands down. Fourth of July candy is trash. I will say this. Every Fourth of July, someone makes dirt cake. For some gathering, so you're talking like chocolate pudding with the crumbled Oreos on top with maybe like a gummy worm. Gummy worm. Yep. That's an it's an it's an elite dessert. Okay, I'll get, but you have to make it yourself. In terms of just getting candy, it's definitely Halloween. Tweet. What about you? The fact that I didn't even realize people still made that as a dessert just blows my mind. Um. There's but, no way that you haven't had dirt cake in the last like 48 hours. I haven't. I don't like pudding, so that's my problem. Um, but uh, first of all, Fourth of July is the greatest holiday. It's my favorite holiday. Really? But I'll have to side with Jacob on the candy aspect of it. Nobody wants a hard Tootsie Roll that's been hucked at you by this firefighter. No, it's not. It's not hard on Fourth of July though. Well, yeah, I mean, it could be melted. It comes off the pavement. It's molten lava. (laughs) That's true. But, I mean, even if you're getting a freezy pop at the parade, also just melted. Like, it's it's a liquid one. Also, top five worst places to ever go, parades. Yes. Yeah, not fun. Um, Take forever. Plus, it's hectic to get out of it. Just like fireworks. How many fire trucks do I have to see? <laughs> exactly. There was some controversy at Luke's parade this year, I was noticing. So, way to go, Luke. What, what was that? Uh, they were a little upset about this Native American on a horse out there in Muscatine during your parade. I didn't go to the parade. so I. But it wasn't a Native American. It was uh, somebody acting like a Native American. So, Well, they are the Muskies who are supposed to be... Native American, so it kind of makes sense. Cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Luke's town. So we have a person in our league who swears by their candy of choice is a Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's, a hard candy, if it is so good, Grim, why don't they throw it out at 4th of July parades? Instead, you get Fruities, 
Pixie sticks. Junk. Sugar babies. You get everything other than Mike and Ike's. Dots. You get dots thrown. But you don't get Mike and Ike's. So how good can Mike and Ike's be? That's what I want to know, Grim. I want to hear your thoughts in the chat. Sales-wise, not good enough. The only thing that can make... A bottom 30% item there. The only thing that can make dots not almost pull out your teeth is getting them in a 4th of July parade because they're nice and like soft once you get them <laughs> off that 100 degree pavement. You I'm get dots, you get dots Halloween and you throw some in your mouth while you're wandering around in the next That's house, because- you're losing four teeth guaranteed. <laughs> How like Halloween colored dots? Never heard of what you're talking about. Just dots in general. Oh, I kind of like dots. They're they're tough. They're tough, but like you got to be tougher, you know. (laughs) All right, so let's get in. Hey, make sure you go out there. You rate, download, review our podcast. We are growing one by one, just a little bit bigger. So appreciate all those who are listening and new to the podcast. We'll continue to give you guys. Our five star performance every week because we are a five star podcast. And then there's Tweet who adds maybe that six star. Yep, that's me. I got about a half star in me tonight. <laughs> All right. So, our game of Who Am I? We're going to do again five clues to guess who this player is. Could be NFL or college. Who am I? I will do the first three clues pretty quick because I like to do interesting stats. It'll be probably hard to gleam much from it. So, number one, I am a wide receiver entering my fourth season in college. I think we've narrowed it down to 131 times, like, probably, like, two or three, so I think we're pretty good. Tweet, doing a lot of math. Looks like he may be looking on his phone for this one. Not not liking this. Number two, I was number four in the nation in receiving yards in 2022 with 1,295 yards. I was also number four in the nation in receptions with 101 Nine receptions away from number one. Lock it and I, in. And I was seventh in the nation with 11 touchdowns. Lock it in. Jacob's locked it in after two. Tweet. Hey. Clue three. Last year, I had a weighted dominator rating of 26.12%. The weighted dominator rating over the average of a college player who went on to have a top 24 season in the NFL. I'm on average 2.29% below that. So odds of me hitting that top 24 wide receiver season, less than ideal. That's not helping tweet. (laughs) Number four. He stumbled through it. So it was like trying to understand what he was saying was tough. So, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. In general, last year I had a weighted dominated rating of 26.1%. I'm saying odds are I'm not going to do much in the NFL. 
based on the numbers. Or if he does, it's like wide receiver Curtis True. Samuel type season. Yeah. Clue four. I am a Conference USA player, and I was drafted in the, in the 11th round of our supplemental last year. Right. Jacob knows it. He's He had it. He had it. I don't know. Clue number five. My QB is Austin Reed. Jesus tweet. No idea. All right, Jacob, who is it? Malachi Corley. Malachi Corley. We even talked about him pre-show behind specifically. Behind... Specifically, I just want to reiterate this is a college fantasy producer. Okay. It seems like it based on my clues. And it's kind of funny of uh, the conversation we had before this, and that's kind of what I uh, have there. Hey, was that Malachi Corley? Yeah, tweet. You got it. You got it. Good job. Yeah. Wow. I'm Ooh. guessing the audio didn't work and cut out, so you didn't hear anything that we said, and and then you came up with it. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't been listening for the last 20 minutes, so I'm glad I finally figured out who you're talking about. Well, so if you weren't listening for the last 20 minutes, then who did you know I was even talking about anybody? Well, it's just <laughs> subtitles. You can't read. <laughs> yeah. I've heard through the grapevine that there are people that believe he is a late first round pick. That's absurd. Yes. At most, there's like two wide receivers going in the first round. Xavier Worthy, mm-hmm. Malik Neighbors. Next year? Yeah. What? What about your boy? Marvin yeah, what about Marvin Harrison and Igbuka? Oh, yeah, those guys too. I mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I was talking about the high-profile guys there. Oh. Talking about like. Oh. I mean, generally you have like. Late, I was talking about late round, first round. Oh, okay. Gen- generally, they're going to be like four to six on a decent year that yeah. go first round. I was trying to figure out like what you were saying. I was like, you forgot the like the two main guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about late first rounders. Sorry, sorry. Jacob brought up late first rounders. You heard it here first. Luke doesn't think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is a first rounder. That's that's exactly what I said. As it turns out, I'm trying. I'm going to try to get him after this show from Luke, so I should be able to get him with a first round pick. Then, so should be should be able to or, get him. I mean, I was told Corley costs two early picks, so if he costs two early picks, you're probably going to have to use two early, two early ones on Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, I think Luke's maybe, thinking maybe, he's maybe a, a second and a third. Luke's thinking he's a day three or so. I should be able to push that to a six seven. Sure. Yeah. All right, let's get into our NCAA news. Mountain West is having quite the debate with San Diego State. So if you guys recall, on the podcast a while back, talked about San Diego State gave a letter asking to the Mountain West, hey, can we get an extension? I think it was till June 30th to make a decision if we were going to jump ship or not. Because if we didn't make it by a certain date, can't remember the date, that they would install like a fee to leave the conference. Um, thinking that they might go to the Pac-12, then the uh, Mountain West said, nope, can't do that. you got to make a decision. That's all that happened. Then it came due for... San Diego State to get $6.6 million from the TV deals and all that stuff. Um, 
for this season, and they withheld it from San Diego State. And San Diego State said, hey, where's our $6.6 million? And then the Mountain West said, you're leaving us, so we're not giving it to you. And then they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not leaving. We just asked if we could leave, have an extension. You said no. That's all there was. Pac-12, the rumors were that the Pac-12 was going to offer them, you know, to come over there. But the Pac-12 never offered them. So you've got San Diego State still in the Mountain West, but without $6.6 million. And I'm kind of curious if they're ever going to see the $6.6 million. Thoughts on this, guys? Unless there's something in writing, like an email or something clearly stating that they were planning on leaving, then they're owed probably the $6.6 million. I don't know how you can withhold it. They're still a part of the conference right now. Yeah, because they weren't granted their release, right? Sounds like it. Yeah. So, okay, you then you owe them the money. So, yeah, I get it if you grant them the release and you hold it and you're like, no. Yeah, it sounds like they said, no, you can't leave. <laughs> It's a, it's a really big dumb game of chicken, and uh, I don't really know how to fix it, but it does sound like they're still legally obligated to the money. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sounds, an attorney. It sounds like they're going to get their $6.6 million, but probably in like 2028. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to take forever. So this is uh, – Which is going to be great for them because they're going to be raking in big 12 uh, money then, and then they're just going to get a random 6.6 on top. <laughs> So I think I don't know. Just something that happened this week that was kind of funny. Not a lot of uh, NCAA news going on this week. So Jacob, you want to take on the NFL news? We didn't really have any NFL news. I think uh, we did have a request from a listener. Kind of a strange request, seeing as we're a fantasy podcast. But he wants to know the NFL basically season long awards. So I like if we, have a, if we have a crystal ball, who wins MVP, comeback player of the year, all that kind of stuff. So are you two prepared to do that? I'm prepared. I was born ready. Perfect. So the first one, who's your pick for MVP of the NFL in after the 2023 20, season? Yeah. I, I, I went with the chalk answer. Give me uh, Patrick Mahomes. Gross. He, you know, he's my quarterback one. He's on my team. He's helped me, you know, get this championship on the uh, NFL side this last year. Probably going to help me get another one. Give me MV Patrick Mahomes. See what you did there. Yeah. I, I'm going to be the guy that goes a little off the wall here. Uh, Can you pick it? <laughs> I mean, we're not going that off the wall. It's not off the wall. I mean, the guy's got the most MVPs in the league right now. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Um, just think he's going to turn out a, a crazy performance. Like, I, I, he just screams like an Aaron Rodgers saying he's going to he's going to crush it. And then after he crushes it, they're going to lose the first round of the playoffs. Sounds about right. So, does it scream like that squeaky toy in the background? Yeah, uh, Murphman is just causing a ruckus back here. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, who's who's your MVP? 
So I didn't want to go with something super obvious, but it's kind of obvious and might actually happen. So I went with Joe Burrow. Um, I just think it's a really high-powered offense. If they can go, if they can have a really good year, get to playoffs again, he has he, he should be able to put up a stat line with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase that you know is MVP worthy. So it'll really depend on how well the team does. You know what? I really feel like they should just change what an MVP is because, like, yeah, it's a quarterback award. I mean, yeah, it's quarterback of the year. Yeah, like they they need to change it and like change. I don't know, change offense. I don't know. There's there needs to be some sort of change that happens. Yeah, and we got like just doing the you know kind of going through and seeing who I liked for some of these awards. It's like the amount of times that you want to pick a different position and then it still comes up quarterback is the most likely one. It's just like, okay, there's 32 of them. All 30, like whoever's in last of starting quarterbacks, not a great quarterback. They're below average. So like, why are, why do we celebrate all of them all the time? I mean, I, I, (laughs) it's, Yes, one of the most important positions, but it is. But it just drives me nuts. I I agree. I mean, I it it, it drives me insane too. Like, there's guys that, that put up better numbers. The quarterback has the ball in his hand most, so his numbers should be astronomical to win MVP. But they just give it to a quarterback every year, so it doesn't matter. Well, it's like when they come out with li- when people come out with lists and they're like, "Oh, this is a top ten quarterback." Okay, do you know if he's in tenth, that means he's a C if you're grading on a letter grade like in school. Yeah. He's 70%. Yep. Like last year, like the fact that Justin Jefferson wasn't like an MVP candidate, like type like top two option is kind of crazy because he had a crazy season. I mean, that- you can go you can go back to the even the day like Todd Gurley or LT just slate or LT like slate. And they still just gave it to Tom Brady. Like and Tom Brady had like 40 touchdowns, like nothing crazy. Like his, his old years, but what's like, okay. Is it statistically more likely that Jared Goff wins the MVP or Justin Jefferson just due to position? You're like Goff. Due to position, and I guess the way yeah, I I think Jared Goff is more. He was actually a dark horse. I thought about just throwing him in there. Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I had to go a little more realistic. So, yeah. Anyways, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks probably as we go through this. So then the next one: Who's your offensive player of the year? My guy. CMC, I think he's going to get a lot of run. I'm not exactly sure what that 49ers quarterback situation is going to look like, but I think he is going to get the ball in many facets, passing game, running game, and I think the 49ers are still going to be – I mean, that NFC is just so depleted. Like, the Cowboys are probably the top four team. In the NFC because of how bad the NFC is. Like, the 49ers are probably that number two or three team. So, you got, like, what? The Eagles and the Cowboys in that division. You've got the 49ers. 
Maybe the Seahawks. Seahawks should be good. And then you've got uh, what else? You've got maybe the, the Lions and Vikings. How cool would it be if Geno Smith won MVP though? How cool would be cool? People, you know, he's not writing back, is what I hear. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think as the 49ers, the 49ers are going to be a top three team out in the uh, in the NFC, and I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey show. Not bad. That's that's a very Jacob pick of you. Yeah. Um, he's a Jacob's a CMC lover for the new listeners. He's a he's CMC's best bud. Um, <laughs> some, some would say CMC is to Jacob what Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley are to Grim. Just untouchable. Came and look at him. Some would say that. If CMC had my looks, he would be, yeah, an even better running back. <laughs> and I'm looking at Jacob right now, and I don't think that's a lie. Um, uh, I have to go chalk on this. Uh, I say chalk because I believe he won it last year. Um, I'm going Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think. Dalvin Cook not being in Minnesota. Yes, Thielen's gone, but they they added Addison. So I think he's just going to get even more play this year. You know, obviously all this is barring injuries, but I think he's just going to get more run. He He might go for records this year. I love the way that you guys are talking about guys that I have on my team. It's fantastic. Patrick Mahomes is on your team? I think last week. Someone what about Aaron Rodgers? Last week, someone said that they wanted AJ Brown over Justin Jefferson, but I... how how things change. Anyways, my offensive player of the year is going to go to the real MVP of the league, Lamar Jackson. Tweet, I think, thought about it. He thought about doing Lamar Jackson. Tweet, big Lamar Jackson fan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If there's anybody I really want to win the MVP, it's Lamar every year. How great would that be? He has to hold out, you know, a little standoff. He's like, all right, well, then I'll go out and win the MVP. So he told you guys that was really good. Lamar also strikes me as the type of player who actually just loves playing football. Sorry, so offensive player of the year, not MVP. Yeah. I don't think that he gets paid, and then he's one of those players who's like, okay, I've got – 200 million in the bank. I'm not working that hard. I just don't think he's that kind of player. Because there's, I mean, think about it. If I came up to you at your job and I said, hey, you did really good last month, I'm going to give you $2 million because you did your job so well. Keep doing what you're doing. After you get that money, are you going to keep doing what you're doing? You're right. I'm calling it. I'm just. Retiring. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, opening a bar. So, see you later. <laughs> I mean, for some guys, money just kind of robs them of like the need to like kind of keep working on their craft, their job, however they want to look at it. There's but, quite a few of those in the NFL. Albert Hainsworth is yes. <laughs> notoriously number one. Yes. <laughs> and uh, who do you guys have for defensive player of the year? 
you know, this question, these questions were posed by um, a Raiders fan. Are we going to get any Raiders? Uh, I don't, th- I, I don't think so. Um, Not liking the odds. I went with Micah Parsons. Uh, he's going to play a little bit, I think, on the D line this year and play linebackers. So I, he's just a freak athlete. He's what is this year three? I think he's going to do enough this year that he's going to get. I mean, he was in the talks last year. Um, Nick Bosa obviously wins it. So I, I'm going to go with Micah Parsons this year. I think that's good. I don't think you can keep Nick Bosa out of the conversation. I'm going back to the guy that won it two years ago. I'm going my boy TJ. He's a freak. I mean, I think he's going to have an actually healthy year. He's going for that sack title again, I think. So hopefully hopefully that's the case. I mean, but I don't – I mean, Parsons, TJ, Bosa, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those guys. Miles Garrett too, so – so initially, I also had T.J. Watt, but I will pivot to a new player so that we can get a Raider in there. I'll go with Max Crosby. Ooh, I like that, though. I've got – there's probably one viewer that also likes that, Jacob. What's his or name? Listener. Listener. Was like we have viewers? <laughs> <laughs> Big L. Big L. Oh, okay. So then – Who's your pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year? Kind of going off tweet said about uh, Jefferson, I went with Addison. I think this year market share opens up. You've got uh, you've got Thielen out there who I think he had roughly like 750 or 60 yards that I think Addison can do. And if people are double teaming, Jefferson, I think Addison gets the ball. If some games people are going to maybe shade Addison, then Jefferson's going to get the ball. I think they're going to more so double Jefferson and shade help there. So I think Addison's going to get what he needs or TJ Hawkinson, whoever the game plan is for that week. But I think Addison does enough to get uh, enough balls this year and is offensive rookie of the year. Boy, y'all are going to think I'm crazy. Jameer Gibbs. Oh, I love it. So I'm riding with. Uh, I don't know. It just I I'm worried about the touchdown thing because I I feel like Montgomery's taking that Jamal Williams kind of. He's going to get the touchdowns, but if they use Gibbs out of the backfield, like I think they're going to, and he gets some decent amount of play at running back, he could put up some pretty killer stats where it could be tough to keep them out of that equation doing both running in and, and, and uh, receiving. So Stand up NFC North. So the player that I actually think is going to win is probably B. John Robinson just due to like his volume that he's probably going to get in Atlanta. Yep. But I didn't really want to go with that so I went with JSN. I think JSN has a pretty he has a clearly defined role, I think, going to Seattle. I think he's going to play right away. Generally, teams cannot support three useful fantasy wide receivers. So I don't know how often he's going to be in lineups, but I could definitely see him ending the year with like 750 yards, you know, four or five touchdowns. Um, I mean, good enough to be rookie of the year. Now, the other one that I really wanted to go with was Anthony Richardson. Because I think he's starting right away, and it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be um, fun. I think MVP Geno Smith thinks 
Jackson Smith and Jigba can do it. I think I think Bijan, yes, a safe choice, but I can see him not going off this year. That's just what Here, you hope. That's what you hope. No, I just honestly th- – I don't think people are going to believe in Ritter to the fact where, like, they're. I think the NFL is just going to stack the box on Bijan and let's go. Make Ritter prove he can play. And I think that's going to affect Bijan's game a little bit. Legitimately, though, if Ritter can't move the ball with the weapons that Atlanta has, he needs to be out of the league. Well, yeah, Marcus Mariota is out of the league, too. So, uh... <laughs> like Case Keenum – would put up numbers. Marcus Mariota is not out of the league. I believe he is a backup in Philadelphia. Oh, thank you very much. He's finally home. (laughs) Kelly tried so hard to sell the entire franchise to get him. (laughs) So then who are your picks for defensive rookie of the year? I mean, I feel like this is pretty obvious. It's Christian Gonzalez. One of the top cornerbacks in this year's draft falls all the way to New England. New England, you're with Bill Belichick, defensive mind. If he's a lockdown corner, I mean, Sauce won it last year. I'm going to go with Christian Gonzalez. I like him. It's tough not to pick him. I'm going to go with the guy I drafted above him. I want Weatherspoon. Um, out in Seattle, I think that defense could be our, you know, all right. I don't think they're going to be great, but I think he's going to be playing for a contender and get a little bit more pub and contender in the division and playoffs. So I think he, I like him. I mean, I really like Will Anderson too, but he's the obvious choice. So, so we got two cornerbacks. Jacob, will you keep it with a third cornerback? Hmm. So, I think cornerback is actually really hard to win defensive rookie of the year. So, you're going to do McDonald? Sauce McDonald. Interesting. An outlier. Um, on the show sheet, I put Will Anderson, but since since Tweet thinks that's such an obvious pick, I'm going to go wild. We're going to have a spicy hot take. We're going with linebacker slash defensive back, Marte Mapu. <laughs> Third round selection for the Patriots. I think he actually plays right away. All right. He also might not play at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think Will Anderson's the obvious pick because I think he was just overall the best player in that draft. Yeah, Uh, and I think he just comes in and starts right away. And he's a freak. So I think he's – I honestly think he's going to win. I thought he was much more of a freak than his testing kind of came out to be. But – yeah, we'll see. I think he'll be be fine on the field, hopefully. All right, who's your pick for coach of the year? I'm biting off kneecaps. Give me Dan Campbell. I'm on the tweet Lions bandwagon here. You got Jameer Gibbs. You know what? I just think Dan Campbell's built that culture. The, the NFC North is down. I'm not sure what the Bears are going to do. I'm not sure what the Packers are going to do. I mean, Minnesota probably wins it, but you've got a really good line there uh, in Detroit. I think defense is. I think Detroit wins it. I think so too. They could, and I think you know you get the line. You get the Lions in the playoffs, and you get the Lions with a home playoff game at some point, or with a playoff win. Dan Campbell, shoe in for Coach of the Year. <laughs> 
The D will be rocking. Big D energy. So much energy. I also went Dan Campbell. Oddly enough, I couldn't think oh. of anybody else. Nice. Um, I just I I'm on that Lions bandwagon this year. I'm I think I think they win the division. I think if he if he wins the division with the Lions, I don't think there's anything holding him back from coach of the year. So can you imagine you get the Lions in the playoffs, maybe even win a game, and you got the draft in Detroit next year? How crazy that crowd is going to be! Mm-hmm. It's going to be almost like a a Super Bowl celebration there. What if they won the Super Bowl? That would be even more nuts. I lived in Kalamazoo, Michigan the last time the Lions were in the playoffs and played the Saints and got like trounced, but it was buzzing and it was a fun time to be in there. Jacob, what do you have? You know things are bad for Steelers fans when a Steelers fan's like, I am hopping on the Lions bandwagon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're so, we're gonna we're gonna finish 500 or above we know how tomlin does it <laughs> so i went with uh doug peterson i felt like he was close to winning it last year and i think jaguars are gonna be a little bit better this year um make playoffs so kind of lines up probably a safe pick do you think that the jaguars win the division i think they have a good shot this year i think so I've been seeing some rumors that DeAndre Hopkins might go to the Titans. That's what I've also seen. I think that would be a good matchup. Like that, I think those are the top two in that division, and it would be good to see him go back and forth a little bit. Why do the Titans just keep like going after wide receivers? I feel like that's all I ever hear is rumors because of wide receivers the, going there. Because the Titans literally only have one decent wide receiver, and we really don't know how good he is yet. Yeah, because they don't really throw the ball to Derrick Henry, so you don't know how good of a wide receiver Derrick Henry really is. Yep. <laughs> All right, so then the next one is comeback player of the year. One of you went very chalk because it. I think the betting odds are like negative three hundred on it. But well, if one did, then two did. Oh, okay. There's only one right answer. One guy literally died on an NFL field. If he comes back and plays, it's Demar Hamlin, hands down. I mean, I feel like they can just give the award out now because I, yeah, I mean, like who else are we giving it to? People love in a comeback player of the year. They love the story. The They're all about Smith. the story. Yeah, Demar Hamlin. Yeah. All right. Well, no one's winning any money on your suggestions. You got to bet $300 to win 30 cents or something. (laughs) Yeah. DeMar Hamlin's probably winning it. Um, I went with Kyle Pitts, had an injury, come back, have a good season. How's it come back? He's never been there. It's just like show up. There's no, he's never been there. He's, Kyle Pitts has never been like an option in in the like he hasn't been that good. He hasn't been good at all. Okay. So how did he come back? So he had a thousand yards in his rookie year, right? Something like that. Oh yeah, not not very good at all. Okay, not, not very, very good. good. So, did he die? 
Did he, did, yeah, did he die and did he come back? No. I, I granted, he went, he, granted, he went across the pond, scored a touch, and then came back and never did it again. I mean, I died a little bit last year watching <laughs> him put up six points a game. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of another like comeback player that maybe we Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, there you're. You are right in that video. There was always on the rebound. We'll come on her back in that one. <laughs> Super Bowl winner. Hey, Super Bowl winner is your picks, and tell me, tell me why it's the Eagles. I did not pick the Eagles. Okay, well, who'd you Wrong. pick? I went a little bit, a little bit off kilter here. Nothing crazy, Murphy. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Tweet went unconventional. He picked the Chiefs. <laughs> no, I went. Uh, I went with Burrowhead. Um, oh. I went went inside my own division and found a champion other than the Steelers. Um, I think they're. The year, you know, they didn't make it last year. The year before, they did. I just feel like they're going to be itching this year. Um, That's going to be tough when Lamar wins that division single handedly. Yeah, we'll see what that running back can do. I mean, you didn't have him as the MVP. You had Burrow as your MVP. You had Lamar Jackson's Offensive Player of the Year. So, oh, true. So you're already just proving my my point here. Oh, well, because I had him, I accidentally got um, dyslexic. <laughs> Burrow Lamar, just hard to type. <laughs> no, it was MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. There's, there were too many abbreviations, so I got dyslexic, and I they're supposed to be flip flopped. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Jacob, tell us. Oh, Eagles. Why did I pick the Eagles? Yeah. Because really, the Eagles should be going for their second Super Bowl in two years. Um, I think they're going to cakewalk through every team in the NFL. I think we're going to run the ball all over everybody. I think we're going to throw the ball all over everybody. I don't think we're going to score a lot of points, and we're not going to let a lot of points be scored. And that is a recipe for success. And we're going to win the Super Bowl. Probably like fifty-five to two. We'll give up a safety, <laughs> and that's that's what it's going to be. It's quite the prediction. Unless oh. unless the NFL you know writes their script and they have a bad bad field con- conditions again where the cleats can't grab. Here we go. Uh, oh, we got to have we got to have Mahomes win another one. He's not paid enough yet. Um, so so Super Bowl. I also want Eagles. Mainly because I think anybody who comes out of the NFC just has an advantage because I legitimately think there's only like four teams. You've got the Eagles. You've got – maybe there's only three teams. You've got the Eagles, the 49ers, and then probably the Cowboys. Those are probably like your top three teams. It's not like a gauntlet that you have Buffalo, the Chiefs, Cincinnati – You've got maybe the Jets. You've got the Dolphins. It's it's going to be harder in the AFC. So I feel like you can save some of the guys. But listen to the schedule. You got the Eagles. Week one against the Patriots. Probably a win. 
Vikings at home. Probably a win. It'll be a tough game, but that'll be a good one. Buccaneers, who knows what's going on in Tampa. You got to win. You're 3-0. The Commanders, 4-0. Rams, just a horrible defense. They're going to be 5-0. Then they go into MetLife October 15th. I'm going to go with another win. That could be a tough one, though. I could see them dropping that one. But, you know, let's say they drop it. They're 5-1. and one. Then they've got the Dolphins at home in October. It's getting colder. That'll be a fun game to watch. Let's, for the exercise, say they lose. They're 5-2. and two. Still a pretty good record. Then they've got the Commanders and then the Cowboys at home. Probably two wins, so 7-2. and two. Then at the Chiefs, that'll be a fun game November 20th. Eagles by 40. Eagles by 40. Okay, so you're at 8-2. and two. Then the Bills at home in Philadelphia. I mean, that was going to be two great. You got three. Yeah, but I think the Bills take a little step back this year. You know, the Eagles have a a gauntlet of like five weeks. You've got Cowboys because it's always – That's what I don't like about strength of schedule stuff is like it's always based on the previous year. Yeah. And so like it looked like the Eagles had an easy, I don't know, schedule last year. But then you tally up like who they played and how many wins they had, and oh, the Vikings were actually kind of good. Yeah. So it, it's tough to tough to gauge strength of schedule stuff in the NFL. So you got the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, and then the Cowboys again. That's like five That's... tough games, and then you go to Seattle and play MVP MVP Geno. Yeah. So I don't even remember where we're at. That's um, that's a that's a gauntlet. And then you and and then you get the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So you end the end the year on three wins. But how does that back up your your Eagles pick there? I just I just feel like they have a a very good probably you think they're going to be tested. I think they're going to be tested. They're going to show you got the 49ers who are probably the number two team in the NFC, maybe the number three. You've got the Cowboys that they're going to play twice that are probably the three or the four. And then you've got the Chiefs and the Bills. And it's like if you can show that you can beat them, like it shows you gives you the confidence. You go in there. If you can get that number one seed and get the first round by, that's even better. But if you're the two or three seed, you're not going to feel too bad going into it. NFC is not that hard. You go and you win the games you're supposed to, Super Bowl champs. Eagles. I think that's I think that's actually how you win a Super Bowl is you win the games you're supposed to. Sometimes you win the games you're not supposed to. That also helps. Sometimes you lose the games that you're not supposed to, like the Super Bowl last year. Boy, this has been a hot topic for Eagles players and fans. I don't know why we're talking about it in July, but they're still mad about the cleats. It's because the NFL just came out. I don't care about the cleats. I care about the fumble that gave the Chiefs seven points. Got to hold on to the football. If Jalen Hurts doesn't score for the Chiefs, they get routed. So well, yeah. I mean, it's okay. You you can be like a Dallas Cowboys fan and say Dez still caught it. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna keep reliving this for the next twenty years. But Dez did catch that. It's over. But the, but he didn't. But he did. My favorite is when they have like that Dez catch, and then they have like a Calvin Johnson catch that's like. 
somewhat similar, but then they count that as a touchdown. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. The Lions needed all the help they could get, you know. So that was probably the longest NFL news section we've ever or will ever have. But it was pretty fun. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for yeah. the idea. I enjoyed it. He might be one of our most active league mates in our chat. You know what? Keep it up, Chad. We need more league mates like you. He is very active um, in the chat. So we appreciate it. Good, good, good stuff, Chad. Keep it coming. Let's move on to our league news. Our 2023 trade counter moves up one tick. Was it Nate? No, it wasn't Nate. He's done with baseball now, I believe, so there's a chance he might do some more. But we go from 36 to 37 trades. We haven't even hit week one or week zero of the NCAA, and we are at 37 trades. Guys, to put this in per- in perspective, in 2021, our inaugural season, we had 42 trades. We are five away from that already. I mean, in 2022, we had 81 trades, so we're like probably on pace, maybe a little bit behind. I feel like some draft day trades might happen, maybe probably like a couple, two to five maybe. We'll see. But we're at 37. We had Jacob acquire Brew McCoy and Frank Gore Jr. And Ian. Ian's been kind of the center of some trades lately. He gets a a G. Hall, Eric Gilbert, and Chad's 2024 NCAA first-round pick from Jacob. Jacob! I look at this trade... What the fuck were you thinking? I was thinking um, I can either use a first-round pick to get some college produce production for this upcoming college season, or I can use my first-round pick this year to draft one college producer. So I chose to use one to get two. Makes sense. Makes sense. You, I mean, you are... Re- Rolling in the 2024 NCAA first based off of all those uh, wacky trades that happened earlier this year. Yeah, and those are those are coming back um, this next offseason. So a first and a second, you can have any of my first. Sounds delicious. Yes. He's just going to stack up for the – he wants the whole first round in uh, the 2027 draft. And Grimm's going to get the whole uh, 14th round that year. No, because that kind of defeats the purpose. Like, there's only so many players I like. And right now, like, I think I have almost half of the first and second round in 2024. I don't need that many early picks. Plus, Jacob is very confident that none of us will pick any of the guys that he likes. Absolutely. I'll just trade for him. Luke likes having all the picks and then it's like to zig when you guys are zagging because there's always value and none of us, the reality of the college side, when you're trying to play Debbie and CFF 
is there are so many avenues. There aren't really that many bad picks. It's fun. I love it. The league league goes on a quarterback run. I might go tight end. Who knows? Sounds about right for you. I love this league, and things just don't surprise me. It's like, I was hoping to get that guy like 14 rounds later, but he went in the third. Didn't see that coming, but I don't hate it. Go get your guy. Listen, I hated Tajay Spears in the draft last year and kind of worked out. Yeah. Kind of worked out. Malik Neighbors. I'm like, someone should take this guy earlier, but then I didn't. And then (laughs) in the 11th round, Rinker comes in, takes him. And then now we're, you know, potentially he could be like wide receiver. I mean, he could potentially vie for wide receiver two in the class. Well, I think Luke already called him as a wide receiver one earlier in the show. Yeah, he said he said late first round, but I'm oh. not really I'm not really seeing that. So, what prompted this uh, trade here, Jacob? I'm I'm just kind of curious on on your thoughts. Like, did Ian come to you and he was like, "Hey, I really want this." A G. Hall, who really hasn't done anything, and Albert Gilbert, who's this man myth legend that no one's really ever seen, and Chad's first. Or did you approach Ian uh, saying that you want to brew McCoy and Frank Gore Jr.? Can't figure it out based on the on the pieces there. So I approached multiple people with basically this exact same trade to you know hopefully good college producers on the college side for basically a first round pick. And then I threw in a Jai Hall and Eric Gilbert. Cause those are going to be my cuts. I'm just kind of, I'm at the point with both of them where I'm okay. I'm okay with not finding out where this leads at this point. Like I'm okay. If like it magically works out and they're great. How, I want to talk. I want to just quick have an intervention with you. How, How do you, a G Hall and Albert, Eric Gilbert. Yep. These were two guys that you just were drooling over years ago. Mm, not Eric Gilbert. You kind of were, though. You kind of were. Now they're gone. How was it Hall, to clip I that cord? Jai Hall, I definitely drooled over. How was it to clip that cord? Was it hard, or at this point, it was really easy? At this point, it was easy. I mean, a Jai, especially uh, Eric Gilbert, actually, because. He's getting outperformed by Brock Bowers. He can't see the field with Darnell Washington. If you're that guy, you get on the field. So Eric Gilbert, I've come around to, like, he just might not be good. Or he just might be average. Is he at Nebraska now? Yeah. We'll see what happens there because if he gets the field there. The thing is with him, like, we don't know if the waiver went through because it's his second transfer. So, like, he might have to sit anyways. Yep, true. I'm not. I'm not having him on my roster for another three years or whatever it's going to be. And then Ajay Hall, definitely harder because like I think the talent is huge, but at the same time, the guy just can't keep himself enough out of trouble. Um, sounds like he's had issues not just like in the community, but with coaches, teammates. Just a whole lot of red flags that I'm just ready to be done with. Can't blame you there. 
Well, tweet, would, did you feel that this was just an egregious trade that you would maybe reach out to Jacob and give your thoughts and opinions on? Did I think it was just crazy that Jacob made this move? Yeah. I mean, other than him like actually getting college players. Do you think I'm fleecing? I don't think you're fleecing. I also Actually, don't. I feel like I might have been fleeced a little bit. I think Jacob overpaid. I, I honestly too. think Chad's I, 2024 first round pick is worth more than Brew McCoy and Frank. I, I don't I, I don't disagree, but I think it's kind of that go get your guys. Um and maybe you do just overpay a little bit to get those points. I think because you're gonna try to compete. I think Ian might be a low key fleecer. Mm-hmm. I think he's done enough <laughs> trades and he's like I don't know how to trade guys come to me. And then he ends up getting the better end of the deal. I think Ian is a low key fleecer. Well, and Nate went like ghost protocol. And so like Ian, Ian's become my main trade partner. Wow. If I have ideas, I reach out to him first. Nate doesn't even respond anymore. I bet Nate doesn't even listen to this podcast anymore. I haven't reached out. Man, that Nate's the relationship has just really deteriorated with Nate. Um, but then I believe I sent you a trade tweet and it had a first round pick in it too. Do you want to talk about that one that you declined? Yeah, I'm not giving up my all big 12 quarterback right now. <laughs> all right, so that one, what was that one for? We're on, we're, we got a first team all big 12 quarterback. What, what, what were the, Let the people know who? Who you, what you declined tweet? Yeah, fine. I I will I will get it pulled up here. Uno momento, por favor, for our Spanish speaking uh, customers. Oh, I got it. You got it. Yep. Jaden Daniels, or no, Jalen Daniels. Easy. <laughs> I have Jaden Daniels. I tried to trade a. I tried to trade Luke's first. This is also why Ian's a fleecer because he came back and he's like, "Luke's first might be pretty late. How about one of those other ones?" Oh my god! Yeah, Ian Nickling and Diamond. This Ian guy. Diamond. This guy. I can't so, even. So then tweets was Jalen Daniels, Kansas, and then um, wasn't it Tyron Smith? Jesus, yeah. you're yep. trying to get everything from him. For a first rounder, a couple of college producers, um, and and I I respectfully declined, and then explained to Jacob, mind you, on my favorite holiday, America Day, Jacob's trying to make this happen. Well, yeah, because I figured you were drinking. It's also the biggest <laughs> drinking holiday. <laughs> that was the biggest a, drinking holidays are also the biggest days to to trade with tweet. Like, that was a bachelor party. Drinking. My mistake was I think I said it at like nine thirty in the morning. It was a little early. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had, a, I had a busy night. I had you know thirteen kids over here. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you got a TV show coming too. Uh, I, sent, I sent this exact trade that I did with Ian to Grim. For one Malachi Corley. Oh. Yep. And then I think I threw in. Trying to see. I feel like he would have got a pretty good deal out of that. It was Malachi Corley. Especially since Grimm hasn't made the playoffs in 
any year that we've done this. Right. Malachi Corley, and I think it was Dorian Singer. So those Ajay Hall, Eric Gilbert, Dorian Singer, Malachi Corley for a first. Well, no, I would be giving Ajay Hall and Eric Gilbert, but basically he came back to me and he's like, hey, Malachi Corley, he's going to go first overall in the NFL draft. I'm going to need I'm going to need NFL production. I'm going to need multiple early picks for Malachi Corley and I'm like, well, really Dorian Singer was kind of the guy I was trying to sneak in there. Not <laughs> Corley. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've so, so it, it just it, it flabbergasted me how difficult it was to get college producers. And I understand that Dorian Singer has like pretty good outlook on the NFL. Kind of like a in your, to me it's more of like that Marvin Mims territory. So maybe like a day two, second, third round guy. But so you like, end up you end up getting you end up getting what you wanted. Yep. Did you get any? And I mean any pushback from the league on this? No. Nope. No. No. Nobody cared. Nobody cared about it. I think it's because I was getting fleeced. Like if, it was the, if it was the other way around, then they'd be like, oh, Jacob's doing his blah, 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 blah. No one, no one came back and said that. The only thing I said was I didn't think uh, Jacob needed two Jay Daniels on his teams because he'd get them confused, and he confirmed that this <laughs> evening. He so. did confirm that. That was hilarious. So, you knew well, at least at least uh I, I declined the trade for a good reason. So to be fair, there's like what? Yeah, there's a two-letter difference in their names. So this will go right in. So Jacob, you're trying to get college producers. We asked our power rankers, Ian the Fleecer. I mean, what do we call Ian? I mean, have we felt that I have fleeced people in trades lately? Yeah, you're like heavy fleece. He's like light fleece. (laughs) What's my latest fleece? What's my latest, like... Honestly, you've kind of gone ghost protocol, too. Have I? Have you reached out to me? Oh. Uh, 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 Yeah. Not my ghost protocol. Have you reached out to me? You ghost protocol because it's taking you much longer to execute these trades in fan tracks. Interesting. I was like, wow, it's been like two and a half hours last year. He was doing it within 10 minutes. <laughs> He's too busy writing articles. I'm writing articles. I'm in many more C2C leagues now. Just but no, for-, for that trade, it just felt like, okay, I could use this pick in 2024 so that I don't have to use my early picks this year. Because I don't know this year, like I already kind of have a plan of where I want to take guys in those ranges, so I don't know. So we had our, like I said, we had our our power rankers, uh, Ian and Grim, get together, and they made a NCAA preseason power rankings, and we will start from number. 10. We've got 10 guys in the league. Here's how we start. So we have Patrick at number 10. I don't know if we're surprised by that or not. 
Then we have Nate. Fall from grace. The guy's uh, been in the playoffs the last two years. I he mean, might not even be able to have a 45-man roster. He's not going to. I mean, and there's, there's I, a chance Nate finishes behind Patrick. I think next year he might be behind Patrick. Oh, man. He might be 10th. He then could we, probably trade for some guys if you wanted to. but Probably, probably can't but, trade. Guy doesn't know how to trade anymore. If you don't have 45 guys on your roster, it's like you're going to have to trade NFL players for just college stuff. Then, yeah. Jacob, you've been trading for college guys after all these trades happen? Pretty good college guys, too. I mean, Frank Gore should be top 10. Right? You are you are eight. You are eight in the college rankings. They, they phoned these in. There's no <laughs> way they looked at my team. Then we have Corey. Then we have Grim. That's ridiculous. He should be where I'm at. He should he should he should be third from the bottom. Grim is at six. Grim is making the playoffs based off of this. I'm just looking at his roster and my five best players and his five best players. I'm outscoring him by 31. Name them. Name the five best players in your team. Name the five best on his team. He's gonna have McCall, Schrader, and Wegman. At minimum, I'm having Jaden Daniels. I wish it was Jalen. <laughs> I've got um, other Heisman hopeful, Jordan Travis. Then I've got Devin Leary, who should get back to being 25, 26 points a game. Should. That's what he did at NC State. Then he's got Donovan Edwards and Devin Neal. I got Quinshawn Judkins and Frank Gore Jr., Man. We're outscoring you by 10 a week. A week. Then and then he's like, oh, Corley will make it up. What if I draft Squirrel White? Woo! Oh, okay. oh, Corley will make it up. What if Malik Neighbors just has some touchdown regression in the positive direction? Uh-oh. Grim, I'm going to toast you on the college side this year. <laughs> I'm going to be close. This is like a pillow fight. Two teams who have not made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> each other. All right. Then if, we've I got, if I don't make the playoffs this next year, something's wrong. And then we've got Ian at number five. Cellar dwellers on the NFL side. Got Chad, the Golden Domers, at number four. I don't he mind. Down, he turned down a sweet college production for a first deal too. What did he turn down? Oh man, what did I send him? Uh, I kind of got cute with his. I, t- I tried to get Odunze. Oh, dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bundled Cowing in there too. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, not going to happen. Cowing All right, definitely just a CFF guy, but Odunze. <laughs> yeah, you can make an argument that he might be like a second rounder. <laughs> Brett, number three, falling from number two to number three because dude ain't ever winning. Tweet number two. Bullshit. The Power Rankers have you at number two behind yours truly, the prospects. Me. Do they even look at the rosters? They must not have, because I'm using the 106 on Curtis Rourke, and we're going scorched earth, scorched earth, and we're coming for everything. <laughs> I just, I don't know. 
So I, I do want to I want, do want to dive into these a little bit. Um, neither one of the power rankers were able to make it, but can't defend their work. There seems to be a big difference. It seems to be some tears. There is Patrick and Nate just <laughs> rolling in the dirt, no, the mud. Mind. Like I don't. It's gross where they're. At. Then, then there's like, not even just like a set of stairs. There's like three sets of stairs to where Jacob, Corey, and Dennis are. And then another I level. Not, I am not in the same room with Dennis. Well, that's not what these power rankings say. I mean, and technically, you still haven't made the playoffs like him. So you guys kind of are still hanging out. Oh, we're going to talk about the past more. Okay. Because <laughs> that, that definitely is going to what's, what's going to happen this year. So I have a question, Jacob. You have this new prediction model. Does it take past performances by coaches and what they did in the past to predict what they're going to do in the future? It does. Oh, okay. So we are going to talk about the past. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to make well, sure. I just want to make sure that we're going to talk about the past, when we're going to talk about, when we're not, because it overweights like more recent years. Okay. Yes, I understand. I'm overweight. And just but... so we're all clear. I almost made the playoffs both years. Almost, but didn't. It's going to happen this year, though. <laughs> so then you've. Got you know your another couple steps, then it's Ian and Chad. Ian and Chad, right there. That's that's you their guys, own. Guys are in trouble, and here's why. One oh six. I'm going Aranda Gadsden. I thought you just said you're taking Curtis Rorick. Second round, I'm taking Curtis Rourke. <laughs> My other second round pick this year, I'm going Riley Leonard. We're coming for your throats, guys. Okay. Jacob's whole draft strategy has changed in the last, I don't know, week. <laughs> because for whatever reason, people don't like the wide receivers I like in this freshman class, so I can get them late. <laughs> well, we at 102, at 102, I'm taking Yatsen. At 104, I'm taking Rorick. So, good luck. Yeah. 107? At least Leonard. At least at 106, you'll have Tez Johnson. This is this is my. This is why it's such an issue with some of you guys trading first to Luke. Because I haven't all, traded all he's first to do Luke. He's just going to try and screw me. <laughs> he's just going to try and screw me. He doesn't even care about actually winning this league. I told you Tez is available at six. Who? Tez. Tez Johnson. Tez Johnson will never get anywhere near my roster. Well, I guess you're not winning championships. So, <laughs> so it looks to be, you know, this – three-way um, push here, pre-rankings between Tweet, Brett, and myself. The last two years have finished. Me at one, Brett at two, Tweet at three. So it looks like a lot of the same here at the top. Very common. Um, I feel like Nate had a roster last year that could, could compete with anybody, and now he's got a roster that can't compete or be filled so um gonna be i think that's the bigger issue 
that like can't you, be filled. You, you want to fill that college roster just because, like, what if you have a guy that injuries? Injuries. I mean, what if you have a guy that when is he short? You just draft like an incoming freshman, and they turn out to be the wide receiver one. It's like you're really you're really hamstringing yourself because you can get you can get like fifteenth round picks just tossed on for nothing. He's really riding that NFL youth, um, and he's heading to the deep end of the college side, which is not going to bode well for his NFL side. And the other reality is if you think your NFL team is young, you should still be trying to make it younger. Average in his career is three years. Also, um, something that you guys aren't aware of, but I want to make sure our listeners are aware of. I have offered somebody to choose. Oh, boy. 206 and 209. For later picks. No player. Later picks. Multiple Not hurt anything. 206 and 209 for later picks? Yep. Haven't heard okay. anything. Are you trying to get ninth rounders from Grimm again? Trying to get all of them from Grimm. Doesn't want them. Hasn't, haven't heard a thing. I got later picks. Well, I've got later picks. Oh, so you guys are interested? Oh, so you're going Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol. Tweet Ghost Protocol with you. I, I try to police everybody. You guys aren't aren't my friends. I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. Next segment. We're like an hour, fifteen minutes into this. <laughs> tweet Tweet just needs to be honest with himself that he declined that trade out of spite. He just doesn't like trading. <laughs> this is facts. There is nothing wrong with it. Big last facts. last segment. Last segment. Supplemental player highlights. These are guys who are available in our supplemental draft that we want to make sure that you are aware of, whether we like them. Typically, we want to say that we like them. I know Tweet sometimes likes to highlight players that he doesn't like, like Carson Steele. Um, had that infamous uh, first first uh, player highlight. So, Jacob, who do you want to talk about tonight? The man, the myth, the legend that I would like to talk about tonight, his name is Mason Garcia. He's a quarterback for East Carolina University. The reason I wanted to highlight him is because I recently built a little forecasting model for college fantasy football. And my little forecasting model has the ECU quarterback scoring 27 points a game for this next season. That will do. And he's going to be basically free. Like, you're going to be able to get him last round of our supplemental draft, free off of waivers, like if you do it after week one, most likely. So this is just an easy, like, college production that you can go out and get. He is also the highest-rated quarterback recruit that East Carolina has ever gotten. So the I, I believe his Holden Allers was the highest-rated recruit that was there. He kind of started, you know, the last few years, and now he's gone. So, should be Mason Garcia's time. Tweet: Is there any player that you wanted to highlight? Um. So yeah, Tez Johnson, just great player. <laughs> Jesus, got some speed. Uh, use him in the backfield. Use him everywhere. 
Um, so yeah, uh, I don't, I also like Mason Garcia, who Jacob just brought up. He's a, he's I actually elite. saw that in the show sheet, you actually put him down there and then Jacob stole it from you. And that's what I I'm upset about. Um, the one thing though, I do want to talk about mainly is, uh, is like, so does your forecast sheet get it wrong? Like the forecast on the news all the time? It's definitely not going to be perfect. I don't, what do you mean? You sound like a meteorologist then. I mean, I mean, what are you using tweet vibes? That's that's all I live off of is vibes. <laughs> and Mason Garcia does have good vibes, though. I did look him up on the internet. Thank you. Good vibes. Luke's guy, not so much. I don't I don't, the player I want to highlight, player that uh, I think should be taken in our supplemental draft, probably a top – Probably six round pick, I think. Maybe top eight. Jalen Hale, wide receiver, Alabama. Alabama, we're not sure about the quarterback situation, but I do like what I saw on film from um, Jalen Hale. Uh, My notes here is that he has some good route running, uh, varies his speeds. Seems like he's uh, pretty good at acceleration and doesn't go down on first contact. Uh, he's pretty good with his hands at the line of scrimmage and then shows his hands late you know, to make it a little bit harder for the DB. Um, on occasions, this would be his junior film, really makes the DBs look silly and high points the ball well, and then he can win in multiple that's what I just love about wide receivers. You can win in different spots, line of scrimmage, in your route, and the catch point. You can be different types of wide receivers. He seems to be able to win all three of those. And then he's got quite a few highlights of double coverage catches. His junior and senior stats combined were pretty pretty good, and his strength of schedule was a 34.4 um, with – his junior and season strength of schedule combined just for an idea the average last year for players that I um, graded out, which was 59. The the average number was 24.26. So he's scoring. So he's playing, his competition is way better in comparison to other people. Um, and performing pretty well. 2022, he had 936 yards receiving with 14 touchdowns. Um, the year prior, he had 1,154 yards receiving and 14 touchdowns. So something that I like there in the Alabama uh, wide receiver room. Like I said, I think he's a top eight-round guy. I Just because I feel like this year we're going to take – I feel a shift happening in our league this year, and I feel like a lot of people are going to take known college production this year over Devi upside guys. But feeling a shift happen is better than feeling a shit happen, you know. That's that is true. Tweet thoughts on Jacob. Thoughts on uh, Hale? Yeah, I liked Hale. I think he was like ground like wide receiver twenty for me. 
There's another guy going to Alabama that I liked a little bit more just because of what they do with kind of speedsters. But that was Jaron Hamilton, I think. Okay. But I think he's going even after Hale mo- like most of the time. Yep. Oh. So, no, I like Hale. I guess we're going like freshman, like deep take, like a guy to take at the very end. Jacob Dixon is going to be playing tight end at Kentucky, I believe. But he's kind of, he played wide receiver in high school. He would need to gain a lot of weight, but he's more in that Jaleel Skinner kind of mold where he's more of a wide receiver than a tight end. He's pretty fast for being 6'5". So, I don't know. Just kind of focused on some guys you can get late, not really cost you much. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. There are your supplemental higher pl- uh, player highlights for us. Next week, we foreshadowed this a little bit at the beginning, but we will have our first – I think this might be our first week off, all of us, where somebody's not covering somebody. We're going to have a full week off. We will not have a podcast dropping on the 14th. Um, I'm going out on vacation. I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks, but we will return on the 20th. We'll have an interview with uh, Nelly Analytics off of Twitter. Jimmy Coca Puff. <laughs> and Nelly is going to break down our college rosters looking at Devi potential. So while we talk about Jacob and Tweet and I talk about our teams, talk about your teams, talk about the teams that we're in trouble. We're going to have somebody completely from the outside who's uh, Nelly works, uh, does work with a Devi dashboard. Uh, so he's going to take a Devi look at our teams and see who's in trouble. Who needs to look at trading? Try to open up some eyes. We'll see where we are. Our supplemental draft. Starts on Saturday the 15th at 8 in the morning. So we will not have a podcast on the 14th. The next day, the 15th, is when our supplemental draft starts. We'll see how far we make it. We might give him uh, some of our information on who has been drafted so far. But uh, that's what we will look forward to on the 20th, which will drop on the 21st. I'm just excited we're going to have our first real celebrity, Nelly, on here. I love his music. Well, we'll see what we can get for uh, Nelly music. I mean, it's that time of year. It's really the time of year where I shine. It's draft season. And, you know, I just get to watch you guys make error after error as I just scoop value all throughout the draft. And that's going to do it for us tonight. (laughs) He's drunk. I'm Luke Probasco. Freaking a monster. That's Jacob Belleville. That's Aaron Tweet. Good night. Wow. Don't forget to start your studs. And Jacob, I'm pretty sure I messed this up last week because I was uh, pretty hammered. But you sure did. I, I did listen to it. it. Was not good. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. I'm Triple H. Good night. I don't get it. Time to play the game!